What's up, climate change deniers? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here, being a hoax from China, in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So it was 78 degrees today. We hit 75. It's February 7th, just for all of y'all keeping tabs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but nothing's happening in the climate. This was it's a complete coincidence that we've had the four most hot years in human history in the last four years. Right. The only ones that were close were 2017, 2016, 2015, and 2014. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway. This isn't a political podcast, but um, if it's hot where you are or it's colder than it should be, just, I don't know, ask a question. Yeah. Other call, than – Call um, your representative from your local oil company. Yes. Other than um, just you know wearing shorts to work, uh, how, how have yeah. you been doing? I've been doing well. Been doing well. Um, let's see. Uh, played the trivia last night. We did 80s. Uh, second time around 80s and I'm proud to say um, we've now done that thing, gosh, seven or eight times and I have not duplicated a song yet. Good. So I'm pretty proud of that. So lay that out for me. What, what is that format? You, you know, you've done this, uh, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm set up at one end of a of a tap room, and it's kind of long and long and skinny. The bar is along a long wall, and then opposite that is a wall of um, garage doors because a brew pub these days has to have garage doors. Yes. Or you're just not a brew pub. Agreed. Um, and I'm at sort of one end of that, and I set up my I set up one of my PA speakers, the one of the. Um, TurboSound IP2000s next to me, and I set up the other one at the other end of the bar because otherwise it's just all echoey. By the time you get down to the far end, there's just no clarity at all. Um, so I set that all up. I'm down by one of them, and I have um, met everybody by then. Everyone's come in to you know play the trivia, and um, and by the way, an awful lot of them are first timers. We have a couple people back each time, but mostly it's new people um, who've heard about it and saw it on Facebook, thought it sounded like fun, whatever. Um, Everybody pays $3 to get in. You just put it on your bar tab. So $3 ahead. And then the winning team gets half of that and the house gets the other half. Nice. Um, and I just, you know, I introduce myself and I say, I have a whole spiel I do about how the, how the game works. So there are three possible points for each song, title, artist, and year. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't have, you know, if a team has the title and artist, but not the year, they get the year wrong, we kind of throw it open. Everybody shouts out years and the first person to shout the right one gets it. So it's sort of this free floating point. If you don't, you know, if you can't nail the correct answer, there's a, you got a chance to shout out the right, the right year and get a point. Um, and then I play the song or, or part of it. Um, if I, if you know, if it's a song I care about, I'll probably play it all, but otherwise we'll just get on with the trivia. And then um, at some point halfway through, we do a physical challenge, and the winner of the physical challenge gets a fly, free flight of beers. Nice. And um, so far, the ones I've done have all been uh, dance-offs of one kind or another. So um, the first 90s night, I, I uh, played Macarena, and like the best Macarena-er won. Um, and, and I have the bartender judge because it's totally subjective. And so um, last night... Uh, <laughs> I played Thriller for the dance-off, and the best Thriller dancer, you know, the best, uh, I mean, you could, it's happening in your head right now, I know. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, I know that thing of inside course, and out. Of course, of course, of so, course. It's kind um, of my shiz. So that was, um, that's how that goes, and then um, I'm keeping score up on a big white pad on the wall, and um, 
and it's a lot of fun. You know, people, people, um, I deliberately pick two or three tricky ones. Last night it was, um, uh, tempted by squeeze was like, actually one person got it immediately, but the the whole rest of the room was stumped. Really? Um, Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, actually somebody tried to answer tempted by the fruit of another. Right. That's not the name of the song. Not the name of the song. Not having it. Um, so then, um, but it was a it was a really fun crowd. It was a really fun crowd. They were really into it. And I part of my setup is um, to say, you know, anytime you see me play anywhere with anybody, doesn't matter where or with who or what, it is a sing along, and you don't have to know the song. And so um, they took me up on it. They were <laughs> singing along with everything, <laughs> and uh, and so I leaned into that, and I kind of organized my the second half of my set list around that, um, s- such that I actually ended the show with uh, "Don't Stop Believing." Nice. So we built to that and closed the show on that, and, uh, and it was really fun. It was a really good time. Good. We end every show with "Don't Stop Believing." So. Oh well, I, I maybe I knew that. It's uh, it's yeah. I mean, people like it. So it's a it's a screamer. Everybody everybody belts along with it. They do. Yeah. Well, good stuff. And yep. um, we didn't do anything this week. We are we got a road gig uh, mm. next Friday, and um, it is a pub, It's a private event for a science commit like convention. Or something to that effect. Huh. So we, I, I made the executive decision that we are learning. She blinded me with science. Yeah, I did try that acoustic last night. Um, the, the guitar part on it is actually really, really neat. Um, it is. It is. It's very, very bluesy. My very, guitar uh, player was giving me kind of grief like, oh, you know, I was like, hey, I posted a learn track. He's like, do I need a learn track? I was like, hey, it's a nice little kind of little walk. It's got some yeah. some neat parts. No, it's got some riffage at the you know at the turnaround of the first verse. It's do 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 do. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, on top of that, I've got a church gig this week, uh, this coming weekend, that same weekend. So on Friday, I'm I'm working on new material, and then I've got three more tunes that I got to have locked by then. Um, what I'm concerned with is that for those of you who don't do um, church gigs. Uh, most of these assignments are giving, given through a web platform called Planning Center. Hmm. And it's cool because it's kind of like the lay of the show. You find out who's playing. Um, actually, one of our production guys' interns is playing drums that night or that morning. So that's kind of cool. So I'll get to hang out with him. Cool. Um, but they give you the songs and the keys they're supposed to be in. But I looked at the call sheet, and we have a female um, worship leader who's the lead vocalist. So... Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that if I spend all that time hammering out these songs and learning how they go, that I'm going to show up uh, Sunday morning and they're all going to be in different keys. Hmm. Because right now they're all in like, you know, original, and um, I don't see her singing that. So, hmm. and is there um, is there a cultural bias against bringing in charts or something? Is that? Oh yeah, that's not that's not allowed. Huh. You got to come in, yeah. You got to come in off book. Interesting. Okay. So the the it's one of the it's this weird thing. You basically have to learn the song like to perfection, play it two times, and then probably never play it again. Right. Or play it in like six weeks, if if then. Right. So one of them I've played before. The other two I've never heard before um, because mm-hmm. they are new. And um, yeah, and that's how it goes. Well, cool. 
That's always a challenge. It's you know, it's similar to the challenge I've set for myself about the not repeating songs in mm-hmm. the trivia, right? It's just doing wonders for my um repertoire. Uh yeah, that'll spread say, you spread you real thin real quick. <laughs> it will. I wouldn't say, you know, there are a lot of them I'm getting, you know, to about the eighty percent point, the okay point. Um enough that people recognize them and scream their names at me. Have you done uh Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House yet? No. That's no, a good I did one. I did Sister Christian last night. Ooh, that's also good. Yeah. Um I think I think Don't Dream It's Over would probably be a good one because people want to say, hey now, hey now. Hey now, hey now. That's what everybody likes about that song. Yeah. Same with uh, Don't You Forget About Me, the hey, 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 hey's, people that like that. Is also good. It's also good. You know, I did um, Hold On Loosely. Yeah. Which is a, which is a winner. So uh, Jeff Carlisi of 38 Special is an Atlanta local, and uh, I've run, on, run into him on a number of occasions. He's a, yeah. he's a solid dude. That's good. And um, So Caught Up In You is my 38 Special song of choice. I do like that one. That bridge is just super yeah. cool. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I like the bridge in uh, Hold On Loosely, too. Dip, 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 don't let us slip away. Yeah, I, I just, the the tension that they do in the, and if ever comes a day. I do like that. When you should turn and walk away, oh no. Yes. Love yes. it. Yes, it's nice. He can't live without her. Because he's so caught up in her and so forth and so on. But she's a little girl. <laughs> Seems wrong. It, yeah. So many of those songs just don't. Yeah. yeah. They don't hold yeah, up. No. They're, well, they're problematic. They're problematic. They're problematic. They don't pass the Me Too test. Yeah. Yeah, that's every song in the 60s had the words, you know what I mean. Well, we, we do know what <laughs> they I, mean now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, or or they know just what to do. We we know what that means too, right? You should he, you should look up the original lyrics to Tutti Frutti, <laughs> uh, but don't do it at work. Want Bobaloo bow? Oh man, yeah. little Richard. So, um, you had um, you had mentioned that you guys are working on some uh, some additional material. I know you kind of have to like quickly go through the. Um, the bar, the 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 trivia stuff, but you you guys in the Lincolns are doing some more work as well, right? We are, we are. We're turning over the the set list a little bit and adding some stuff that we've wanted to add for a long time. You know, now that we're all on in ears and we're committing to tracks for at least some tunes, um, that opens a lot of opportunity to us. Pandora's box, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Who knows how deep it could go? Um, but we're th- we're throwing some in there that aren't even tracked. You know, we've we've known we needed to have Mister Blue or um, Mister Brightside. Yes. I hate I, – we don't do that song because I, I, I don't think I can play that intro the right way. I, I've, I've learned it. It's, I, um, it's hard. I learned it at some point and then I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. It puts your hand in a really bad place. But, yeah. um, um, but it's, it's playable and it's short. So I'm, I'm getting through it. And, um, and I do like that song a lot. I will tell you, I first met that song um, – I mean I knew of it, but I sort of didn't get the thing that that song is. It's a huge, huge thing. Oh, it's huge. Um, uh, at the last frat gig we played, after we shut down, the kids put some music on, and that one was one of them. And they all sang along to it, and you know, it was clear we needed to be doing that. So yeah. that was, that's when it got obvious to me, and it took us a year to, <laughs> to get that together. Yeah, it, that's one of those pub evergreens. It's like oh, yeah. that, and like don't look back in anger, and I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. 
I mean, don't stop, of course, but like don't stop, obviously. I don't know. All these things that I've done is the killer song that resonates with me the most. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier, man. Mm. That's heavy. We're also adding um, "Get Lucky." Yeah, we've done that one quite a few times. Of course, it's. I mean, it's, it's such a piece of cake. It's amazing we haven't done it before. I can make the robot voice with my uh, vocal pedal. Nice. So that's a good thing. And then we're we're smashing into the middle of it. We're mashing it up with um, "Want to Be Starting Something." Nice. Um. And then ending with the Mama Sama Masama Masusa. And it was really – just we had so much fun with it in, in practice uh, yesterday. It was really good. Um, the day before. Um, what else are we adding? Um, oh, um, speaking of Michael Jackson, um, I Want You Back, Jackson 5. Yep. But only to the point where <laughs> the last two minutes of that song go totally bonkers. And we're just not doing it. Yeah, they just kind of do that little refrain over and over again. Well, I mean, it's complicated what it does there. It's it's um, yeah, it's nutty. So we're not doing that. Um, we are uh, instead. We don't quite have this doped out, but the plan is that we'll we'll uh, mash that into um, Billy Jean. Okay, because the same tempo. So we're we're adding some Michael and and um, Michael Jackson is among. Among the singers, I can impersonate, but often I have to drop it an octave. But I'm, it's still a pretty decent impersonation. Yeah. Um, so we we do all of his stuff in the original key, maybe down a half step, maybe. Mm. Uh, and out of those, we do Pyt, Billy Jean, yeah. Thriller. Um, I mean, we did all of Thriller, right, front to back that one gig. Um, most of those didn't make their way back in because, again, want to be starting something's too long. Yeah. Um, I really love Baby Be Mine, but it's just a little too inside for people. Well, what about the doggone girl is mine? Again, it's that's that's kind of a we're we're trying to keep the the energy level up. So, yeah. um, mine, mine. Yeah, I mean, it is it is just the the smoothest of of uh, of jams. Not as smooth as Lady in My Life, but again, we're, we'll you know nobody wants to hear Lady in My Life. No. No. So we um, we're going to add Blinding Me with Science, and then we are also adding Simply Irresistible. Oh yeah, yeah, you talked about that. So that's that's another the, that's been on the back burner for a little while, and we're ready to pull that up. Um, we've had a couple of random requests for '90s stuff, so we may start shedding on that and trying to get that full that full gig spun up. Um, because we, you know, it may just happen. That's good. So, you know, it's been, it's been some time since we've talked about song choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe we ought to, you know, what, what are you looking at when you choose those tunes? Um, we are looking for, so, you know, you, your band and my band are kind of looking for the same thing. We're looking to keep people in the dance floor and, you know, keep them having a good time. Yep. So... There are certain do's and don'ts, but again, um, there's a there's no science to this really. There's it's a bit more of a dark art, yep. if you will, yep. um, because some stuff works sometimes, and other times it doesn't work at all. Exactly. Um, like the two tunes that we added for the last gig, which were "Physical" by Olivia Newton John and "Straight Up," um, we haven't figured out where those belong and if hmm. they belong at all. Gotcha. Um, I think we we enjoy playing both of those songs, but I don't know how they pan out with everything else that like in our set. You right. gotta find a home for them for sure. Right. 
right now physical is kind of like early early on because it is i mean everybody knows that song yep and it's a buck nasty song but it's it's <laughs> just kind of wrapped up in in an olivia newton john size package and you're just like okay you know it's one of those songs everyone knows the chorus to right the lyrics are so the, the the full story is is that song was originally pitched to um to Rod Stewart. So go look up those lyrics and imagine Rod Stewart singing it and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what that is." Yeah. Um like the last line before the for the first chorus is um there's nothing left to talk about less it's horizontally. Like she she talking about doing doing stuff. She's talking, talking about yeah. Laying it down and such. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And Straight Up is cool for us because it kind of rocks, but I don't know if it's it's the evergreen, you know, compared to some of the other stuff that we do. Have you tried – we we, um, surprise and delight people with um, Wishing Well, Terrence Trent Darby. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple of times. We don't do that song. Um, I feel like it's a little – inside uh i mean a little but we get a lot of we get a lot of those you know big double takes when we start it yeah i mean there's there's the list of songs that we should be playing is like a mile long oh sure we don't do we don't do never gonna give you up we did it once for a wedding yeah um i've had multiple occasions where people have specifically told us don't you dare rickroll us tonight so (laughs) somebody last night suggested that i should and it was like the first time it had crossed my mind which hurt me deeply that I hadn't thought of it before that. Well, it bumps me out because I can do a really good, like, Rick Astley impression. Oh, it's all from the chest. Well, it's not even – it's more of like um, the the place – the placement for Rick Astley is very similar to the um, the Michael McDonald placement. The yawn placement, yes. Well, yeah, it's kind of yes. like a you, you kind of raise that soft palate and open your throat a little bit. It's very kind of back here. yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, my wife thinks Michael McDonald's hilarious because it sounds like he's yawning when he sings the whole time. It actually makes her yawn after listening to him for a while. That's, I'd love to pull some of that back in. Like, if we ever do like an 80s versus 90s where we could start with ah. I Keep Forgetting and then put, and then finish it with Regulators. Ah, yeah. That would be, the a couple of bands that I've I've been with have done that before, so. it's nice. So, yeah. Um, wanted to bring one thing up. We had a little bit of fan mail today. Um, our buddy Frank Gualtieri. Come on, Frank Gualtieri. He, um, he plays in a group called Let's Be Frank. Is there more than one of him? Uh, I don't think it's a band full of Franks, but, you know. But that'd be cool if they were all named Frank and it was yeah. Let's Be Frank. And um, he's holding it down up in New Jersey. Um, and he, (laughs) he made the, I don't want to say egregious error of posting in cover band central about a business related thing and tactical blunder. Yeah. It's just, it's not great. Um, because people are like that, you know, that's stupid. You shouldn't have to do that, which means that (laughs) they just don't understand and further proving the point that we are here for a reason. So he posted it in our main group and then he DM'd us directly. Uh, and I answered his question. Uh, as best that I could. Um, his question was, um, have you guys done a podcast about insurance? And the answer, of course, is not really. We've brought it up kind of in passing. Um, my band isn't an LLC, 
We're simply six people playing gigs. One of the venues has told us we must have insurance in order to perform. I'm trying to find out the best insurance I can get for the best price. Uh-huh. Um, my response was uh, the main question that you need to ask is uh, how often will you need it? Um, if it's just for this one show or for this one venue, uh, you can do event single event policies pretty yep. affordably. Yep. Um, and if you had to do a full year of coverage for however much money, it's really not that expensive either. Um, it's n- it just really depends on what you need. Yep. Um, do y- do the clinky Lincolns carry an insurance policy uh, all year long? Uh, well. Um, I have an insurance policy on the gear, but that's right. We're not talking about gear insurance. Come back to that in a second. We do not have liability insurance. Um, if we needed it, um, I would Google for it and I would find a policy that covered my one event and I would price it into my quote for the event. Exactly. Which is basically what um, I told him. Yeah. The things that I've seen, they're like, it's like 50 to a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's not huge. Most like I, there's the one that popped up after all of the ads, which means the one that actually shows up is right. as the actually most popular one is event helper. They say, um, event insurance starting at $66 and 33 cents. All right. So anywhere between 50, 200 bucks is all you should pay for that. And yes, you should definitely pass that on to the client. If that is what they are asking you to do. Yep. Um, we also do not carry it. Um, and that was what I told him. I was like, neither of our brands carry insurance for, um, liability. But um, we have been in a couple of situations where it has been requested and we do it for the one-off and that's that. Um, Typically, um, when we send out a contract, there is a stipulation that says uh, the client is responsible for any liability insurance um, and that has gotten us, you know, fairly far on this side. So, Yep, that's in my contract too. You know, that's typically how we handle those kinds of things. Yep. So let's circle back to the other insurance part that you were oh yes on. well so um uh, uh you know we've all got a lot of money in the back of our cars and in our trailers and whatnot and yes. sitting on stages where there are you know they're in close proximity to drunk clumsy people um and not having that stuff insured at some point made the hair on my neck stand up so high i couldn't deal with it anymore and uh and i went and i got insurance with music pro insurance and there yes. are some others out there i don't particularly mean to plug them although they have been good to me and i think the price is right yeah um, it's, there's no other reason to jump out to do those kind of, like to shout out other ones it's just that um they are the most prevalent uh they are the one that um most of us use and most of us really like them yep so, i claim i and then so the question that that you know i get asked is you know, yeah, they make it really easy to sign up and pay, but what happens when you need to make a claim? Well, I had to make a claim one time, and it was like twelve hour turnaround before my check was in the mail. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, one phone call with a guy who just confirmed what happened and the pricing of it and the price to fix it, and he said he authorized a check that day, and I had it. You know, two days mail, two days later in the mail. So it was, you know, piece of cake to deal with, and it just it's the piece the peace of mind is worth the. I think I spend. 175 a year or something yeah it's not it's silly yeah so really recommend that even you know even if you know you play through an amp that's a few hundred bucks um you know if somebody used it as a coaster and the worst happened that would be a bummer for you so it would be so yes you should carry gear insurance you don't necessarily have to carry liability insurance i think it's the takeaway i think that's the takeaway so uh, 
you had bought yourself a fancy new mixeroonie. I did, I did, I did, I did. And I, I, you know, because we are so, you know, relationally entrenched, mm. I've been seeing you posting questions on the uh, Soundcraft forums on how the heck that thing works. Yes, and I, and I, um, I still have one little mystery. Um, it seemed like when we were on that rehearsal this week, when we were all on in ears, and so we were all on aux mixes, and none of us were on the mains. It seemed like the. Um, Gain faders were not involved in the levels going to the auxes. Um, and I couldn't quite make sense of that. Last night, with my speakers coming out of the mains of that mixer, the gains absolutely had everything to do with the sound coming out of the the, the speakers. Yeah. So um, I just need to go and try that again and see if I'm crazy. Um, one of the reasons I love that little box, uh, well, big box, it's one unit, one rack unit bigger than my old one, Um is that it records multi-track to a USB stick. Mm-hmm. And so last night I played the whole trivia show and I recorded the guitar and vocal and um, and the audio track that I played Michael Jackson on too just because it was easy to poke a button and make that happen. And I also had my uh, Zoom camera, my Q2N 4K, sitting about eight feet from me looking at me and I've done that before without recording from the board and just the the room noise in there when the game is hot and everybody's screaming is just – it's overwhelming. It's hard to – it's just too too messy. Um, but I got home with a USB stick with two very clean tracks straight from the board and um, room noise on the video. And I – you just watch what I'm going to put out in the next day or two because it's – it, being able to mix board sound with room sound, yeah, you know, and capture the energy of the room, and you know, put that on top of video, um, really is a game changer. Really, just it's amazing. I cannot wait to do that with a full Lincoln's video. It's going to be amazing. Um, so that's very exciting. The, um, the that was really one of the main reasons I bought it was to put decent board audio over our um, performance videos. The other thing I want to say about. In terms of last night, um, I have no marketing materials around the acoustic stuff I do at all. I don't have any. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever taken a picture of me playing acoustic guitar. Yeah, and the videos I've taken haven't been worth beans until last night. So um, I had a photographer come last night to shoot me and people playing, and um, and that was all good. And then I and I brought one of my Chauvet gig bar. Uh, it was uh, the the. Four bar tri USB is what I have, yep. and I just put it up behind me, just pointed down at my head on a random color change, and um, darn if it wasn't a party, man! It, and and <laughs> the other thing is, I remembered my little sign. You see yeah. the picture of my sign. I remembered my tip hat. Um, it may be the first time in recorded memory when I'm doing more than just playing music. Like I have an agenda for the night where right. I actually got there with all of the pieces I needed to do it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I always either forget my sign or get there without the tip jar or something. But, uh, but I actually had it all together last night. It was incredible. Yeah. I definitely like the last public date we did. I was like, ah, I forgot the tip jar. And, I, yeah. and we didn't get any tips cause there was no jar. Yeah. I made it like a bandit last night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I got a raise from the venue. I asked for one and I got one. Sweet. So they were paying me like trivia and now they're paying me like music. Good. Yeah. That's, uh, that is good news. Yeah. The other thing, did I mention, Adam, have I talked to you about my snake? <laughs> I don't believe so. Oh. Well, it was this idea that I had. Um, you know, every show with the Clanky Lincolns, I 
reach into my very fancy cable bag and I pull out two XLRs to come out of the wireless mic receiver and come to the front of the stage into the vocal pedals that Justin and I both have. Mm-hmm. And two XLRs to come out of those into our inputs in the mixer. And then two XLRs to come left right out of my helix into my input on the mixer. And then one TS uh, cables, guitar cable, to come out of Justin's pedal board into the mixer. So that's seven cables that I'm individually laying out and stringing and then wrapping up at the end of the night. Yeah. So I thought, look, what I have here is a hundred pack of Velcro cable ties. And I sat down and I built myself a snake that mm. just has all of those all ready to go. And it just wraps up into a nice coil. And um, I'm just going to thump it down on the stage and roll it out. It's 25 feet long, which is should be ample for what we're doing. Um, and if it's not, I can reposition the rack to be closer to the front. Um, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited to set up with it because it's just going to make life so easy. I color-coded both ends of the cables with, with um, cable ties, colored, mm-hmm. colored cable ties, zip ties. And, um, yeah, it's really going to be something. Good. I just I put a Velcro wrap every six inches or so down the length of it, and, man, it turned it all into one big, long, heavy-duty cable. It's so cool. What I'm looking um, at is uh, there's a – Hosa makes a, a product called the Little, Little Bro Subsnake. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, – they, there's a couple of models, but the one that we're looking at is an 8-in, eight 8-out eight Subsnake. Yeah. The, I, I mean I looked at some of those. The problem I have, of course, is that I'm coming I'm, – two of my cables go the opposite direction. Right. And they, they have one where it's like 4-in, four 4-out four or 6-in, you know, 2-out. Uh, in our particular case, you know, everybody's on wireless in-ears, so everything's over at the rack anyway. But, you know, instead of having to have, you know, the cable for the kick and the snare and the toms and the overheads mm-hmm. all going yeah. all the way back to, you know, front of house, uh, they can just plug into this little box and then there's right. one nice clean cable that's 50 feet long or 25 yeah, feet long, awesome. however long we want it to be. Get yourself uh, a set of like 10, 10 you know, six, yeah. maybe six foot XLRs to go from the mics yeah, to the some shorties. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 on it's on the list. It's pretty far down that list, but it's on the list. There is always a list, isn't there? Yeah. You know what's at the top of that list? Tell me. Paying the PA off. <laughs> yes. And um if we if I get my taxes done, you know, the way that I think they're going, that might happen sooner rather than later, which would be, be very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could use that money elsewhere. Then yeah. Sweetwater's calling me like, "Hey, noticed you uh, you paid that thing off. Maybe you should buy <laughs> more some, things. Something else you want to put on that? Maybe there's something in your wish list that uh, you may want to try. It's uh, available credit to uh, uh, three months uh, interest free. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's good that we get each other's references. I yeah. Enjoy that. I enjoy that. It's, uh, you know, everything's coming up Millhouse. That was, <sighs> I'm mad at you for saying I, that. I know. Cause you did it on purpose. I did. I did. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a whole lot else to add, you know. No, no, it's uh it's a building kind of week. We have a, um, let's see this coming week. Um, rehearsing hard for, Frat party on Friday. Oh, oh, here's something. So I responded to some dude on Facebook saying, hey, bands who want to play on the 21st or the 28th, HMU. So I H'd him you. And um, 
And it turns out he is booking these Thursday night showcase things with three or four bands. And um, if they can show up and not fall over dead on stage, I guess, they will get booked for weekend shows and possibly to open for national acts when they come through. And this place is called Nitros, and it's a little bit out of town. But so um, Sounds extreme. It does. It does. I think it's like a rock country metal kind of place. So uh, I thought it was be... maybe like an American Gladiators-themed venue. Oh, you're thinking of Crush Grill. <laughs> anyway, these references. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> – we were the first ones on that night and he said, do you want the 8, the 9, the 10, or the 11? <laughs> I'm no dummy. I took the 8. Yeah, just get in, get out. <laughs> yeah, really. Because um, um, yeah, it's going to be that sort of thing. And you know, my, my crowd is – Asleep by ten anyway on a Thursday, so yeah. If you can get them out at all, yeah, yeah. But the ridiculously loud—I mean, absurdly, painfully loud—Skinnerd um, uh, tribute band across the hall from us at the storage unit yep. is closing the night. Nice. So, um, so I know them, and they're they're good guys. Although they're they practice absurdly loud. I mean, they practice at higher than my gig volume. And, um, well, there's like seven of them at least, yeah, at least, at least. And this band has at least seven and, and, um, I think more and the dudes in a practice, a 15 by 20 tin can storage unit with like a 40 piece drum kit. <laughs> um, and then, and then they finish the song and they holler at each other about what, the, what their notes are. No, and you're supposed to cut. Ah! And they're like t- top voice because they're deaf. They can't hear anything because they've just been uh, – and then we're across the hall from them trying to get – and this was part of the impetus to get us all on in-ears because we mm-hmm. spent one night there just unable to do anything because I had that smell roaring in the storage unit next door. Whisk bottle. <sighs> Brand new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway um, – so they'll be there. And then the group between us is a group called um, uh, Trailer Park Jukebox or something like that. Um, so we're the, we may be the classy act. Maybe. It's just hilarious. Hey. Uh, but Standing out isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. So that's next Thursday. So. Uh, frat party this Friday, that thing next Thursday. And then, um, and then we're starting to tool up for the – Standing first of the month gig at the place up here, and um, uh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. That place Sweet. is going to be going to be awesome. So, so we locked down a couple um, a couple more public dates: one in April and one in June. Um, and we've been having an issue with our website where we have not been getting notifications when people fill out our form. Ooh. And it's weird. I don't know why. Because if I go onto the website and I fill the form out and I click on every link that takes you to the form, we get them immediately. But today we got two that I didn't know about. So right. I've just kind of gotten into the habit of opening up the, um, the, the form dashboard and checking it three or four times a day. Yeah. So we were able to get back to those people and, um, you know, get it taken care of. So that part was fine. Um, but what I, what I realized was like some of the stuff we had over a hundred entries of people who had reached out to us about wanting to play. And I was like, you know, out of all of these, maybe a quarter, maybe less we actually worked with. So, um, I went through all of that data and I, um, exported it from the website. I put it into a spreadsheet. 
Uh, I split it out between uh, actual clients that we have worked with in the past and then um, other prospects from different categories, so like private parties, municipal events, venues, mm. yeah. uh, event planners, um, and broke them out into individual categories um, so that we can follow up because you know we're always thinking about ways to chase down more leads and to generate more opportunities. Well, we've got you know this database of people who contacted us. That's right. That we really need to be more diligent about reaching out to. So that's right. Um, now, do you have a um, an opt in for email communication on your form? Well, no, because the 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 form is for us to get in touch with them directly. Yeah. Yeah, if you added language on there that said, you know, I opt in to receive marketing communication. Sure. Um, uh, without that, you are in violation of GDPR, mm. the, the um, Euro um, online privacy thing. Um, so anybody who hit you from Europe or a European citizen living in the US who you emailed to in a marketing way who didn't check that box would put you subject to. Penalties over there. Fascinating. Yeah, I I know this stuff. It's what I do. Um, so you want to have that, but the point is, you you could dump those guys all into a Mailchimp and start marketing to them. But see, that's not what I, uh, you know. I, we've got a Mailchimp. We've got a mailing list. That's not what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in, is, and I'm not going to do some kind of carpet bomb email. I'm going to reach out to each of them individually. Oh well, there you go. That's a little more labor intensive. It is more labor intensive, but it also is more. Uh, it's less impersonal. That's true. That's true. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dump them on your regular Mailchimp, but you could make a separate campaign for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, 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 I like the personal touch. I think it's nice. I don't think I'd put in the effort personally, but I like that you're willing to. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what I'm looking at right now is that there's definitely – there were a bunch that have reached out for like you know, summer, spring concert series and stuff. Yeah. And you know it didn't work out for one reason or another or for scheduling or whatever. But we need to go ahead and oh, just you know yeah, here we open, are again. open up those lines of communication. Hey, it's February. I know you're planning yep. for this stuff. What do you need? So it feels like summer. That was the other thing is that I walked outside <laughs> and I was sweating. I was like, better start looking at um, outdoor gigs because apparently yeah. it's happening. Yep. Yep, exactly. So that's been my current project. I shared it with our admin who is currently in Nashville doing front of house work for another artist. Uh, but, um, that's going to be probably our, our next big push is to do that kind of stuff while we're kind of fielding other offers. Cool. Cause we, like I said, we've had offers coming in. We just got to make sure that, you know, pricing and everything lines up. Um, we've had a couple of low balls recently that don't even pass the, you know, the, the bottom rung of, you know, what yeah. we're, what we can do. Yeah. So, but it's all good. Gotta love, gotta love leads. Yep. Chase them down. Yeah, always. Well, that is all that, uh, that I've, I've got. Yeah, me too. We'll do a bit of a shorty. Shorty. So uh, based on um, a suggestion by Matt Smith, who is our, um, our drummer friend from Run Force Run out of Chicago, uh, I'm going to call it for this week, and I'm going to use a new catchphrase to end the mm. podcast. You ready for it? Let's hear it. Okay, so uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, Episode 41. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> Have a good week. Yeah, uh, and we're out.